0: Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm your host, Jessalyn Romney, a baby sleep consultant and a mother of four. I'm here to teach you everything I know about baby sleep, motherhood, postpartum, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm so excited to talk about boundaries today. Boundaries is a big deal and it's taken me a long time, like a really long time to set boundaries, to keep boundaries and communicate my boundaries. And I finally feel like I'm in a good place with boundaries. So we are going to talk about that today and how to set boundaries around your baby's sleep needs. But first I have two announcements for you. Number one, my toddler mini course is officially live. It is up, it is running, it is ready to help you and your toddler get more sleep. So if you have a baby between 12 and 24 months, this is for you. There are a lot of tips in there that will help babies older than that, toddlers, I should say, um, up to three years. I talk about getting rid of the binky, transitioning your baby out of the crib and into a big bed, dropping naps altogether. All of these things that happen as a toddler It's in there. I talk about transition out of co sleeping. I talk about the power struggle that comes with bedtime and naps with toddlers. I talk about all of it. So, if you are struggling and your child is between 12 and 24 months, or even up to three years, this mini course is designed for you. So, I will link it in the show notes. Go check it out. And I hope that it helps you and your toddler get the sleep that you deserve. Okay, announcement number two. I have been trying to figure out a way. To give back. I have been trying to figure out a way to thank every single one of you for sharing the Sleep Fairy way with your friends and family. I cannot tell you how many messages I get that say something along the lines of, thank you so much. Your method has changed our life. And I tell everyone I know about you and I'm just honored. And I'm so grateful. And I say, thank you, but thank you just doesn't feel like it's enough sometimes. So I have created an affiliate program For you, I have created a program that you can join, and every time you share my products with one of your family or a member of your family, one of your friends, you can earn 10% of that sale every single time you share it. So, how it works, I'll put the link in the show notes, but how it works is you click, you sign up, you literally have to just put your name and your email in there. I will approve your application. And then you will get a unique link to share. So anytime you want to tell somebody about this, you want to tell somebody to sleep train their baby, you want to tell somebody about the Sleep Fairy way, you send them that unique link. And if they purchase through your link, then you will earn 10% of that sale. So even it works for consultations. So even if you, you know, just refer one consultation, you can earn $19 and 99 cents. So you can earn like about $20 just for referring one consultation. And there are only two requirements in order to be an affiliate. Number one, you have to be an existing client or customer. And the reason this is a requirement is because I believe that it comes across more authentic and more genuine if you have actually used my products yourself, if you have used my sleep training method, if you have gone through a consultation with me and then you tell somebody about it and you can say genuinely, this changed my life. This is where we were before, we use the Sleep Fairy way. This is where we are now and it has changed everything. That is why I want you to be an existing client. I don't. I just don't want people to do this just for money, to earn money. I really want it to be more of a thank you for sharing. Um, so that's, that's why it's a requirement that you had to have used my method in some way, shape, or form. And then number two, the other requirement is just to tag me. Anytime you share it, tag me on Instagram at the underscore Sleep Fairy. Um, obviously, if you are just texting a friend, the link, it won't work that way. But if you are sharing on social media, tag me so that I can see it so that I can say thank you. It really is that simple. I just want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for sharing with your friends and family. It means so much to me. So this affiliate program is just a way for me to be able to say thank you for doing that. So again, I will link that in the show notes And without further ado, let's get started. Let's talk about boundaries. Okay, so first of all, what is a boundary? Why is it important to have boundaries? So this is just online definition of boundaries, what it means to have a boundary. When you set a personal boundary, you're essentially saying, this is what I'm okay with, and this is what I'm not okay with. If you set effective boundaries in place, they will protect your personal space, your physical and your mental health, and your safety and security. So those are all some pretty important things, right? Especially when it comes to you and your baby, especially when it comes to your family. So I think we can all agree that having boundaries are healthy. Having boundaries are an important thing to have, but how do you set these boundaries? So the first thing you need to do is decide what your boundaries are. What is important to you? What is not important to you? Sit down, write them down, and decide what is important to you. For me... These are the few of the boundaries that I have set for me and my family. One, I do not want everybody to hold my newborn baby. If it is close family, close friends, great. But if I am at, you know, a big family gathering and like my second cousin's best friend's neighbor is there and they just love babies and they want to hold my baby, sorry, I'm not letting people hold my baby right now because they are brand new. Like I don't, I am not comfortable with passing my newborn babies around unless it is somebody that I am very, very close with. And that's just something that gives me anxiety. I found out early on with my first baby that, you know, I would be at someone's house, a family member, and their friend would stop by and they would say, here, I want to hold the baby. And I realized that that was very uncomfortable for me. That made me so uncomfortable. It gave me so much anxiety. I'm like, I don't know where this person has been. I don't know what they have been touching. I don't know what kind of sickness they've had or what kind of sick people they've been around. It just caused a lot of anxiety for me. So I learned early on, I am not okay with my newborn baby being passed around to people that I don't know so that was one thing that I that I made sure was important to me and that my husband knew it was important to me too Another thing that it's important to me is to protect bedtime I know I know that no matter what time my kids go to bed they are going to wake up at the same time so whether my babies go to bed at 7 p.m or 9pm, they're still going to wake up at 7am. And if they lose out on those extra two hours of sleep, guess who gets to deal with that the next day? Me, okay? Not the stranger who said, oh, it's fine. Just keep your baby out a little extra longer. Okay? No, it is me who deals with the cranky, sad baby. And it is my baby who deals with feeling overtired and grumpy the next day. It's not fun. It's not fun for the people involved. So protecting bedtime, is very important to me as my kids get older they can deal with later bedtimes a little bit better uh not great like i can still tell when my kids are out late they still will wake up you know six or seven the next day and they are grumpy the rest of the day so i even still with my 11 year old oh she's 10 she's almost 11 i still try to protect protect bedtime the best i can so protecting bedtime is important to me protecting naps is also important to me because again If my baby misses a nap, who's the one who deals with it? Me and my baby. They feel like crap and that does not make me very happy. So I protect naps. I protect bedtimes. I protect their health by not letting people, you know, pass them around. Uh, I also have boundaries around sickness. I think that with COVID, we kind of all do that now. I've always kind of been that way where I'm like, if you are sick, please just stay home. I just, I don't understand if you're not feeling well, I know that you can like suck it up and go about your day and do what you need to do, but then you're you're spreading your sickness to other people and not necessarily just other adults who can handle it or whatever, but you're spreading your sickness to children. And from my experience, when my kids get sick, it's not just like, oh, they're kind of stuffy for a day too. It is like 10 days. We are out. 10 days of like not sleeping great, not eating great, 10 days of missing out on activities, places we need to go. It's its a whole thing. It's not just like, oh, a little baby cold like it is for an adult. So like I said, I've always kind of been that way. But I think with the pandemic, people have kind of come around to be like, yeah, if you're sick, stay home. But that's something that I have always set a boundary around where if people are not feeling well, then I'm just going to say, sorry, we're not going to come. Or if my kids are not feeling well, then we will for sure be staying home because I don't want to spread that to anybody else. So anyways, these are just a few examples of boundaries that I have come up with for my kids over the years. Now you can, you can come up with your own boundaries. You can decide what's important to you and your family. It may be totally different for you than it is for me, but I'm just sharing my example so that you can kind of come up with some of your own. But now that you know what boundaries are, why they're important, and you have established what boundaries are important to you, this is where it gets important. You have to communicate your boundaries to your family and friends. You have to communicate these things. So for example, because I like to protect bedtime, anytime there is a family birthday party or family dinner celebration or something along those lines and people will send out a text, hey, we're going to get together, we're going to get together at 7 o'clock on this day. I will respond and I will say, hey, my kids actually go to bed at seven. Is there any way we could do it at five? That way we can still come and protect bedtime. If it doesn't work, no big deal. Either we won't come or we'll get a babysitter. But we'd really like to come. So if we can change it, let me know. You know, like I just whatever. I lay it out there. This is this is my boundary. But if it's not okay with you, then that's okay. I don't, I don't have to come. Um, that is just a simple, common example of communicating your wishes to your family and friends. Another one might be to your babysitter. If you are at work and you have somebody at home taking care of your kids and you want to make sure that your baby's nap, napping at nine and one, communicate that to them. Hey, I understand that you want to take the kids to the park today. Could you please just make sure you're home before one o'clock so that my baby could go down for a nap? Great they understand your expectation they understand that it's important to, to you that your baby takes a nap and now they can keep that expectation they can stick to the boundary protect those naps because you have, you have communicated that to your babysitter now protecting naps and protecting bedtime doesn't necessarily have to mean that you are stuck at home during that time if it is not important to you where your baby naps as long as they're napping that's fine prepare for naps on the go just know that if naps are important to you then you're going to make it happen no matter where you are so if you if you want to make sure your baby takes a nap but you know you're going to be gone all day prepare for a nap on the go even if it's just a power nap bring a portable sound machine or get the sound machine app on your phone bring their binky bring a swaddle bring whatever you need to to make sure that your baby can still take a nap even if you are on the go that is still protecting your baby's nap that is still sticking to the boundary of making sure that your baby takes naps no matter what without having to be stuck at home. If that is something that stresses you out, just make sure your baby is taking naps. If that is something that you've decided is important to you. The great thing is you get to decide that is like, if you take anything from this episode, please know that I want it to be, you get to decide, you get to decide what your boundaries are You get to decide what's important to you. You get to decide what's not important to you. And you get to stick to those boundaries because they are yours, not anybody else's. Which leads me into the last thing I want to say. I just want you to know and I want you to understand that not everybody is going to understand this. And that's okay. Not everybody is going to understand why in the world you would care about putting your baby to bed early. Or why it matters to you that you have your outings before nap time. Sometimes people just aren't going to understand that and that's okay. People don't have to understand them in order to respect them. So someone might think you're totally crazy. Some people probably think I'm totally crazy for not wanting to pass my newborn around. That's okay. I do not care. <laughs> I do not care if somebody thinks I'm crazy for not wanting to let baby, or strangers hold my baby. I don't care if people think I'm crazy for that. They can still respect that even if they're like, uh, that's weird, but okay. They can still respect the fact that I don't want my baby passed around, even if they don't understand it. They can still respect the fact that I want to make it home in time to get my kids to bed, even if they don't understand it. I've been debating whether or not to share this story, but I'm going to share it anyways. <laughs> um, because I think this demonstrates how there was a situation where I very, very, very could have easily let somebody change my mind and not let me stick to my boundaries. And I decided to stick to my boundaries and I'm so glad that I did. And I learned a lot from it, but I was a brand new, brand new mom. My baby was four months old and we were up visiting family and there was a bunch of extended family there and it was about an hour away. So we drove an hour, we were visiting family and we were supposed to eat dinner at four. So we came, you know, three, three fifteen, So we could hang out with cousins and family and friends beforehand And at about 5.30, I was like, okay, so are we going to make dinner? Like nobody had started anything. Everyone was just kind of hanging out. So at 5.30, um, they finally started making dinner. Things started to (laughs) get going with me being like, hey, let's like, you know, get some food going. Um, 6.30 rolls around and I was like, okay, we ate quickly and I said, we're going to go. And I had a certain family member. Um, an extended family member, say like, aren't you going to wait around for the rest of the people to get here? And why are you going home so early? And was kind of like, you know, just asking a lot of questions. And I said, well, we've been here for, you know, three hours. Uh, We have an hour drive home. My four-month-old baby is exhausted. We would like to get her home, feed her, get her to bed. And like, basically, no, we're not going to wait around. Like we're going to go home and put her to bed. And we left and when I was getting in the car, I thought, oh no, I forgot her diaper bag. So I went back inside and I overheard this family member uh, basically talking crap about me, (laughs) basically saying that like, I have no backbone and I'm letting this baby rule my life and it's crazy that I can't take control of my own child and my my child has taken complete control of me and whatever, just saying all these things. And this person had no idea I was standing there. And all of a sudden, someone kind of hits him on the shoulder, and he looks up and was like, Oh, great to see you guys. Bye. And I was like, See ya. And I just walked out. And to this day, I'm not sure this person knows that I heard everything that was being said. Um, But I just remember walking to the car, and I was like fuming. My heart was pounding, and I was crying. And I was like, just so offended, and I was so mad. And then I was like, Should we go back in there? Like, is this so crazy of us that we're leaving? Like, I don't know. I was just like really struggling with that moment. Um clearly I was not the person that I am today cuz today I for sure would have said something uh immediately on the spot. <laughs> but I wasn't as confident in my in myself and in my motherhood as I am now. And at that time I was just um I don't know. I was I was crushed. I was embarrassed. I was like what am I doing wrong? And anyways, I just learned from that experience that like you know what, he, this person and everybody else, nobody has to understand. Like I was saying before, nobody has to understand why I do what I do. But you, it's important that you respect people's boundaries. So when parents, you know, make decisions that are different from yours, whether that is like if they choose not to sleep train, if they choose to co-sleep, if somebody chooses to bottle feed versus breastfeed, if somebody, cho- you know, whatever we choose as parents might be different from other people. In fact, it will be different from other people. And that's Okay. Because you are the boss of your baby. You get to decide what's best for your family and they get to decide what's best for theirs. And we can respect each other no matter what. So from that experience though, I learned that maybe it would have been better if beforehand I communicated my boundaries. Like, hey, dinner at four sounds great. We're gonna make sure that we leave by 6.30 to get our baby to bed. So we'll come early, we'll hang out. But just so you all know, we're gonna leave early. Like maybe if I had communicated that beforehand it would have made things easier it would have made things better um maybe maybe not I don't know but I learned that communicating beforehand might help and also not feeling bad about my boundaries like that that has probably been the biggest thing is that when I say hey we're taking off my babies are going to bed if somebody says oh you should stay a little bit longer I don't even think twice about it I do not care what anybody else has to say about my babies Because they're my babies. So anyways, if you are struggling with boundaries, if you are struggling because people aren't understanding your boundaries, just know that it's okay. They don't have to understand. You decide what's best for your family. Communicate your boundaries and stick to them. You will be grateful you did and your baby will be grateful you did too because they won't be overtired and they'll be so much happier. Okay, that's all I have to say today set your boundaries, find out what's important to you, stick to them, communicate them, respect other people's boundaries, and you're doing a really great job. I hope this episode was helpful for you today. If you could do me a huge favor, rate this podcast, leave a review, share it on social media, tag me at the underscore sleep fairy. It would mean so much to me. Again, check out those show notes for the new toddler mini course that is live. And if you're interested in becoming an affiliate, and getting paid to share with your family and friends, check out the link in the show notes as well. Thank you again for being here. Have a wonderful day, and I will see you next time. If you want to learn more about the resources I have to offer, head to thesleepfairyway.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.